0: I was badly bullied in school but like in the back of my head I was like yeah but I'm a fucking witch (laughs) Hello and welcome
1: to the Songs or Spells podcast I am your host Carolyn King In the crazy world that we live in, music offers a kind of self-empowerment Especially through social media And people are connecting in with the comfort, confidence and power that this stands for In this way, songs really are spells. Each week, I discuss what music and magic means to music industry guests. How has it helped them to navigate a tough industry and life in general? This week, we are joined by visual artist, garage rock queen and practicing witch, Dublonde, also known as Beth Jeans Hofton. Beth grew up feeling like a weirdo but knowing they were a witch and completely embodies the Songs or Spells vibe. They discuss coming out as a trans and non-binary person and experiencing Tourette syndrome and anxiety. They have animated and directed music videos for the Red Hot Chili Peppers, Ezra Furman and Laura Marling and their album Homecoming was listed by BBC Six Music as one of the top 10 albums of 2021. I felt a real connection to Beth perhaps as northerners but also natural intuitive witchy beings. I cannot wait for you to hear this and don't forget to rate and review which helps other like-minded people find the pod. Or if you want to learn more about all the techniques discussed join our Patreon. The link is in the show notes and on our Instagram at Songs Spells Podcast. So let's welcome in the Dublon magic.
0: Yeah so what is your spiritual practice? When I was a child I thought I was a witch and in hindsight I think I was. I still identify as a witch. Oh in terms of identifying also I'm trans um, and I identify as male but I use like she her they that or he him pronouns. Most people use she her and I'm totally fine with that just off the bat. I've always been into witchcraft and spirituality and things like divination. All of the things that you think go together, I I am I'm into. Um I'm not religious, but I I believe there's something and I don't mind really what it is. Amazing. Yeah. So
1: what was that like for you then as as a young child, grown up in Newcastle, I'm assuming.
0: Yes. Yeah. Yes. I think that it gave me something to hold on to I think that you know I was talking to my friend Elizabeth Electra the other day about this and we were both weird children and um it gave us something to like a sort of I guess a sense of purpose and belonging in a place that maybe we didn't feel that externally you know going to uh high school in Newcastle upon Tyne is uh not usually where you'd find someone who practices witchcraft and I think yeah I think faith in general you know whether it's spirituality or religion or faith in yourself like you really it gives to you an anchor in life that you may not have otherwise so for me it was a tool to feel connected to myself and the world around me when I was maybe feeling like my soul was flailing around a bit yeah did you already um, identify as as trans at that point or? I didn't. That came much later. I well, So I've always uh, felt something. So like when I was a child, I remember saying to my mum, like if I was in a dress, I'd be like, I feel like a boy in a dress. And it would really upset me. And like, I think that I, I tried to express it in ways throughout my life, but I didn't have the language probably until my mid 20s. I've heard people saying things like everybody's trans these days and like being non-binary is a fad and I'm like no there's just a whole host of people who have always been non-binary or trans who just suddenly have the language to explain it. Absolutely yeah I saw
1: I saw a really good documentary about the, the kind of biological basis for, for a lot of trans people and how yeah there, there are certain like brain structures involved um yeah so yeah, this idea that it's just a trend or a fad is so
0: insulting. It is and it's also like, you know, being being trans, you are uh opened up to a lot more um hate and abuse than you would if you were cisgender. Why would someone <laughs> choose to go that route for fun? You know, it's something it's something that you are and in one sense we're lucky to be in a time where we can be more open about it, but it's also, you know, like horrifically scary in you know, other circumstances. But yeah, but definitely it's interesting the science behind it and the, the brain differences and hormones and things.
1: Yeah, it's so interesting. So I would I would just hit anyone with that that suggests that it's not it's not a thing. And I guess a lot of the reason I'm interested in witchcraft is is because it's quite um feminine centered in terms of like goddess energy, if we want to go there. Um, is that some why it resonates with you? Do you feel like it gives you a sense of power that's maybe more kind of um, non-gendered?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, I read tarot. Um, and one thing that I know, like a lot of people uh, who aren't trans do this as well, but I I don't take the sort of female or male energy from the tarot cards to mean specifically oh, a woman is coming into your life or there is a woman in your life. It may just be, um, you know, a male with feminine energy or or someone non-binary. And I listened to a bit of the podcast that you did with uh, The Anchorist. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you'd mentioned that about, you know, feminine energy doesn't necessarily mean, you know, like gender. It's not a gendered person. It's an energy and an attribute that can be from any type of person or anything any object you know
1: yeah definitely she described that so well um yeah i think
0: she's got a phd in like queer theory as well so that's very yeah she's a friend of mine she's very very intelligent scarily so yeah yeah <laughs> yeah
1: i guess yes. her yeah her stance is that um gender is just not really a thing it's just your energy yeah. your vibe how you feel yeah absolutely yeah
0: yeah so yeah in terms of like feminine energy of witchcraft like witchcraft i think of as it's it has so so much of a feminine energy and um i i know that like historically people think the term witch is just for women but you have male witches as well um Hmm. so like i would you know if if i say i'm a witch i I identify as a male witch this kind of thing i i'm a huge supporter of (laughs) Well, that, su- that sounded really bad. I was going to say I am a huge supporter of feminine energy. That sounds like something like some weird middle-aged man would say. <laughs> I, don- <laughs> I don't mean it like that. Yeah, I don't. um I don't identify that way, but I have a huge connection to the feminine in, in many other ways. That's amazing.
1: Are there any other people in music or the wider entertainment industry that you think really embody that
0: for you? Okay, there's like two people, and I don't know why they're coming up for me, but <laughs> Lana Del Rey yeah. and Jean Dawson. Mm-hmm. Have you heard Gene Dawson? Yeah, yeah. Oh, so good. I feel like, and it's the reason why I wasn't sure about saying both of those, because um, as far as I know, they're both, you know, cis people, and I don't know that there's anything necessarily specifically feminine or genderless about them. But I feel like they're both magical beings. Yeah. So, And I think Lana Del Rey is a witch. So there's some energy that they have that they can channel into their music that's unlike most music that I've heard. Like, it makes me feel something energetically when I listen to them.
1: I love that. You mentioned that you do tarot. Um, do you do that every
0: day? Like, do you pull some cards for the day? Or I don't. I So I, I do it professionally. So I read for other people. For um, but I haven't for almost a year now there was a a section of time I think last year where I was doing about four or five readings a week and I got so burnt out I haven't drawn a card which is it's not unusual for me like it comes in and out of my life yeah but I love I love tarot very much
1: me too yeah um so I've been drawing like a card a day as as a kind of general guidance I guess for the day um but I know what you mean about like burnout if you were drawn for other people. So I kind of avoid that. I don't really
0: like to I'm also like worried about what will come up because I don't want to I know there's ways to word it, I think, but it's I I love doing it for other people because I love I love the the exchange. And I love talking to other people about this kind of thing. Um but it's really hard to because you take on the energy of what is happening and also often when someone's coming to you for reading they're often doing it in a time of negativity and worry so you know sometimes it's like I'm really excited about this thing but you know when people are excited they've already got the energy that they need to get them through the next step of what they're doing but if is my boyfriend gonna leave me or Am I going to have to sell my house? These are things that people really need or feel the need for external guidance. And maybe I just need to get better at sort of cleansing myself afterwards. But I was just feeling exhausted and I was feeling like the anxiety and the stress and the sadness. And I just thought, oh, I can't keep it up. Wow. So my friend
1: calls that entities, like you take on entities of other people. How did you sort
0: of protect or cleanse yourself? There's different ways to do it. I, th- I think the issue was my focus was on cl- uh, cleansing the cards afterwards. So I have like a little bell and you can like bend things to get that person's energy away from the cards and stuff. But I hadn't really been focusing on myself. But a lot of it, I, I would say, was just like visualization and meditation. I cut corners in my, all of my life. And the the thing that I look after last is always myself. So maybe I've got five minutes. They'll cleanse the cards, and then I'll be like, I'll be fine. And then I'm not. So that's something I have to work on. Do you know I've I've really seen that trait in other witches, like. Very high level witches,
1: like high priestesses, they they are all about other people. The
0: idea that a lot of witches are quite selfless. Yes. So I've basically spent my life doing, you know, if someone asks me to do a job and I don't have time, I'll still say yes. And I'll, you know, I'll just not sleep or I'll not eat. I did, a, I did like a music video for a band once and they had seven weeks for me to do like an animated music video, which is not enough time. Animation takes months. If not years. And to do it, I changed my sleep cycle to be the same as some ancient fucking philosopher guy who slept like every three hours for half an hour. Oh my God. <laughs> and um, I was living off of like pureed baby food that was like, well, it, it was basically pureed like organic vegetables. So in my mind, I'm like, well, it's healthy. And I was so unwell. Why did I do that? It's just ridiculous. And I've, I've, yeah, I've, I've approached my entire life in that way. So I've realised that there's nothing selfish about looking after yourself. I, I have jobs to do that I want to do that I won't be able to do if I'm not well. Sure, because you, you don't just do music. Yeah, I do graphic design and art and anything visual. Yeah, what's, what's been the best sort of video that you've worked on, music video? So my favourite music video I ever did was for um, Ezra Firman's song, Suck the Blood from My Wound. Yeah. And I think it was the second video I'd done. So the first video I did was um, for Sick Love by the Chili Peppers. Amazing. And that was, the, that was the first time it ever animated. And uh, as many people in the comments pointed out, it looks like a WikiHow article, <laughs> <laughs> which I don't disagree with. It's not my best work, but it has a charm. And I think it did the charm. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so I didn't know what I was doing then. And then the Ezra Furman one, I finally knew what I was doing. And uh, I did it all kind of the way that they did in the olden days with Disney, with uh, tracing paper and pencil and frame by frame. And I also I had, had sepsis during that time and I almost died. And it was this weird thing where I'd I'd drawn most of the the video. And if you watch it, there's a lot of hospital scenes and, you know, green gunge coming out of syringes and stuff. And then I ended up in hospital with sepsis and a lot of green gunge coming out of all sorts of places in my body. I I had to go back and do the video and I was so ill and I was watching all of this stuff and I was like, God, it's like I manifested this (laughs) into my life. It was a, a triumph that I even finished that because I was so unwell. Yeah, that's
1: amazing. It sounds like you get really like immersed in what you do visually. Yes,
0: I do. And I think that it's funny because I have absolutely no concentration in everyday life. But there's something about animation where, you know, you're, you're essentially drawing the same thing over and over again, 500 to a thousand times. But I guess it becomes almost like meditative. And it's it's really like a test of endurance to get through it. But then at the end, when you see something, one of my favourite pastimes is just making GIFs. Because you can make a GIF with just like three to five frames. You can do it with two frames of something. There's something so satisfying about drawing a couple of pictures and then seeing them move on their own. I would tell everyone to get into making GIFs.
1: So what are your favourite
0: kind of other witchy visual things, like movies? I do, and it's probably everyone's, but it's the craft. hundred (laughs) percent. So I was into witchcraft before I had seen the craft. I was really drawn to like herbs and flowers and stuff and I would chop them all up and I'd put them in their separate jars and then I would make potions out of them. But this was way before I knew the the, the uses for any of the herbs or the meanings of things. It was just like a very intuitive Thing and I had a wand and all of this stuff. There's something so empowering about the craft because it is the weirdos in school. It's the people who were misunderstood, and obviously there's a lot of things that are not accurate <laughs> in that film. But the, I think the the feeling is, for me at least, was accurate. It was like I feel like I um, I'm misunderstood in this world, but through this one act, like I can have my own kind of power and the fashion's amazing yeah. <laughs> just brilliant wonderful actually there's a line in um in one of the songs on my most recent album uh in the song take one for the team and it says uh light as a feather stiff as a board brilliant which i know is i know is a uh, not just from the craft but that's where i first heard it yeah and it's sort of like harking back to my the song is about um Something that was like began happening in my teens, and for sure, I did lots of trying to raise your friend up in the dark <laughs> back then, which is funny because I think that all of this stuff is seen as you know like an aesthetic thing, or like it's seen as oh, just some kids having fun and like it's very Halloweeny, but it it is all in keeping with real witchcraft. Yeah. And I I like that, and I think that you know there's a lot of there can be a lot of judgment in the uh, the witch community about how things are done, or if you don't do this, it's not real, and if you do. But I think that like there's always been like an element of like fun and like joyousness and sort of like cheekiness. I hate that word, but do you know what I mean in in witchcraft throughout the ages like I I always feel like whenever I meet a witch that's so humorous yeah and I think that that's like a really lovely part of it yeah for sure I hate, um, hate the whole gatekeeper aspect of it absolutely actually one thing I wanted to talk to you about was witch talk yes I only just discovered this recently and at first I was like this is amazing it's bringing witchcraft to everybody and in one sense yes it is but then i realized that there's people teaching kids how to do hexes what the fuck and then also stuff like you know like if you do a spell say if you're like i want i don't know for some reason i wanted to say gordon lightfoot (laughs) i don't know why gordon lightfoot to be my husband and you're like i'm gonna do a spell you would write his name down and you would fold the paper towards you to bring it in and if you want to get rid of stuff like negative energy you would fold the paper away and I watched this tiktok of this kid being like this is how you put a hex on someone and it was really like nasty stuff but they folded the paper towards them I was like you're bringing that hex back on yourself and I I was I didn't realize that there was such like a dangerous element yeah of witch talk yeah it's quite
1: um so I don't practice any like hex stuff or like um yes good yeah because the the basis really isn't going to harm (laughs) anyone right so yes exactly um, yeah I guess part of that is feeling grounded enough in your power to deal with that in other ways is maybe what I would say to that yeah but yeah teaching kids to wrongly do hexes is really dangerous
0: so irresponsible yeah but okay yeah so but on the other side I was like god I would have loved this when I was a kid. Like, it's amazing. I mean, you know, the majority of it is like how to do a simple protection spell. It's like, that's lovely. I think that witchcraft has such a healing and comforting power. And especially like the loneliness of the pandemic, it's like there's something so nice about sitting down and like getting your space ready and casting a good spell. Yeah. <laughs> for good that it's just so nice for the soul I feel like the the more populated the earth becomes and the more connected people become by social media the more they're losing like real connections not all the time but like real connections to themselves and to the space around them like I do it I'm like I've got I've looked at my phone for for, fucking six hours but there's a nice book over there and I think witchcraft is a really nice way as well to get all of these social media kids back into the garden.
1: Yeah, and I really hope that that's going to be a result of it. I hope so. Yeah, and it's a kind of grounding in a crazy world. I've seen a lot of younger people on Witch Talk using crystals to help them feel less anxious at school and stuff like that. I mean, yeah. I would love that.
0: Absolutely, yeah. And I think that... Um, what I really love about Witch Talk is just there are so many people running at it with, like, wild abandon, which I think is totally, like, the essence of witchcraft. <laughs> Some of the people I see on Witch Talk, I'm like, if you if you were 10 years younger and you were in my high school, you would have been bullying me for this thing. Yeah. But it's so nice to see them, like, mm-hmm. engaging with it. I think a lot of the things we're talking about in terms of, we call it witchcraft, but
1: other people could just call it sort of self-help or whatever
0: (laughs) yes well this is a thing they're all kind of one and the same and i think that um i have this amazing book that i love that talks about the correlation between near-death experiences and um people's experiences in past life regression wow so there's a lot of similarities similarity probably isn't even close enough a word but there's the same things happen in past life regression when people are going through the death process as people who have had uh near death experiences the the author i can't remember who wrote it talks about everybody has the same experience but they describe it differently so someone is like i went through the tunnel and i saw jesus christ and someone else goes through the tunnel and they see buddha someone else goes through the tunnel and they just see a, a healing white light mm. and someone else goes through and they just hear like the voice of someone and the the author is explaining it's like it's all the same thing we just recognize it in different ways it's not about like does uh does Allah exist and you know Christian God doesn't it's that everything is the same thing we just experience it in ways that we can identify with yeah and yeah same as self-care and witchcraft and meditation and running yeah all of this stuff is doing things to like raise our energy uh give us confidence and you know power within our own life feel better and all of that's wonderful as long as all of these things are being used for good then what's the issue yeah what's been your most successful spell Okay, well, it wasn't necessarily a spell, but like a manifestation. I've had some pretty wild manifestations, the main one of which I'm not going to tell because it's a secret. So like I have certain issues with law of attraction in terms of A, I believe in it, but B, I don't think it's as all encompassing as they say. And there are a lot of issues of, you know, if someone's sick, are you saying that they just didn't think right and it's their fault they're sick? I do not believe that. And I'm reading a book at the moment that my friend gave me by Mitch Horowitz, and it explains it in a really good way in that, you know, we live by many different laws. So there's the law of gravity, but then there's also, you know, resistance exists. All of these things are working like with and against each other. So whereas you may have the law of attraction, um you know, meaning you can manifest things into your life, you're also subject to other people's manifestations and other things such as like gravity. You may be you know manifesting a pot of gold at the end of this path, but if a stone falls off the top of the cliff, it's still going to hit you. So there was one time I was in LA and I'd gone there for, I can't remember I'd gone there for a reason and the reason was no no longer happening and I was really like oh, bummed out I flooded my friend's apartment by accident and I was just I was like oh god this can't get any worse. uh which is also a very very privileged way of thinking that's hardly most people's issues but um I went to Venice Beach and I wrote down I was like I felt really lost i didn't know where i was going with my life and i i felt like um there were a lot of people trying to guide my life in a music industry sense and i felt a lot of like an inability to stop that happening because i didn't know what i wanted so if i knew what i wanted i could guide it in a direction but because i didn't know i was just being shuffled along by these people in a direction i was uncomfortable with so i sat on the beach and i had a book and i was like okay one year from now and I did it in the present tense like one year from now I am in LA recording an album I think that was it that's all I wanted to do was I wanted to make a record in California and then I sort of just put it away forgot about it um and then it came to recording the next album I was talking to my label and they were like no why would we send you to California like that's ridiculous um you know they had a studio in London I could use all of this stuff But I just kind of set my mind on it and it wasn't like I was, I was like, no, like, how dare they? I just very calmly felt like, no, no, I will be going. And one of the issues obviously was finances. And then a couple of weeks before I had like wanted to be going, out of the blue, a friend of mine who owns a studio in L.A. got in touch. And he was just like, oh, by the way, like, and he didn't know my plan. He was like, if you ever want to record in California, like just you can absolutely, you know, use my my studio for free. You just have to pay the engineer. And I was like, oh my god! I was like, well, it's a sound. Wow. And then I I kept hounding my label, and they kept saying no. And then at the last minute, so like literally like twelve hours before I was meant to be going, they said yes. And I can't remember what the breaking point was for them. We went there, but the night before I was packing. So, I, I got told we were going, and then I had like 12 hours to pack. And I found the notebook, and it was dated exactly one year before it happened. And in the thing, I'd said one year from now. No and I had just meant it generally, you know, like in about a year's time. And I couldn't believe it. Wow. Yeah. And then we made a record that ended up getting trashed. So it never came out. But I don't care. Cause like, <laughs> I had the experience. That's all I wanted was have the experience of recording there. Yeah, and you made that happen. Exactly. However, if I had wanted it to not get trashed, I would have had to change my manifestation to... I have made an album in LA and it has come out successfully. And I think that's one thing that people find uh, quite hard at the beginning in terms of visualization and manifestation is like you really have to consider an awful lot of things, you know? So like if you're like, I want to attract this specific person into my life, likelihood is they may not be your like forever person that the universe wants you to have. So you'd be, you know, you could attract them in and they could end up being like a total prick. Yeah. Or you could well, you could try and manifest to you the person that is right for you
1: yeah and it may not
0: be the person you think for sure yeah
1: so it's that caveat of this or something better that is something i've just recently started to use so yes yeah i want to i love I, that date with jim from slipknot but him or something
0: better yes. or something better <laughs> well this is the thing i think a lot of the time you know you have an idea of what you think is what you want and then when you get it it's not the same as what you think it's gonna be yeah so I think yeah thinking in terms of like what is good for you do great but yeah so that's my but it's interesting because in terms of like spell work I haven't done it for years like I literally just got back into it like I last did it when I was a child
1: really wow
0: yeah and it's this part of me that I just totally neglected for like a really long time and I don't really know why I think you know I got I got far more into you know like tarot reading and that kind of thing I think I just sort of I changed subject for a while but um I've missed it an awful lot and I'm so I've just got all of my things ready I'm gonna do some spells tonight when my mum's at the house and I'm so (laughs) so
1: excited (laughs) so what are you looking to call in we can
0: send some energy to it now well, this is the thing. I'm not sure. So the the first uh, the first spell I was going to do was going to be for a friend of mine who's been having some difficulties with a co-worker. So I wanted to do some kind of, you know, protection spell for her. I haven't looked up what I'm going to do exactly yet. Cool. And then I need to decide. The thing is, I'm really excited and I want to do a bunch of spells for myself, but I know that I have to sit down and think about it and uh, be reasonable. <laughs> Rather than just blast them out. And I think that impatience can be like a real uh, tough one with magic,
1: mm-hmm.
0: both in like wanting to do everything all at once and also waiting for the results. Yeah. Yeah. Because I think that people like, you know, think that when you cast a spell, it's like, oh, you know, the next day this thing happens. And like, maybe it will, but it's more likely that it'll ha- happen in the natural flow of life and it'll be a subtle thing. Yeah, for sure. So I think like impatience and like, disappointment both need to like go out the window
1: yeah and you've there's also like action in it as well isn't there so yes put that out there but okay what are you going to do to make that happen are you going to contact yeah or do this or that
0: yeah yeah definitely and this is something that I'm actually really interested because I don't know anything about like angels and deities and my brother's really my brother's an astrologer wow oh he also does amazing birth chart readings amazing his name is Ben Jeans Houghton and he's I bumped into someone the other day who'd had I hadn't seen him for a long time and he was just looking so shiny and healthy and I was like how's it going and he was like your brother gave me a reading a year ago and I haven't been the same since wow and I was like ah because I know he's that good but like to hear it from other people it's really exciting anyway so my brother knows all of these things but I know nothing about them but I had the weirdest experience once where I was in Malibu and I had been looking up the I think it's pronounced pineal gland am I right? I've heard some people call it like the pineal gland but I'm sure it's pineal whatever it is and I was thinking I was looking into like calcification of the pineal glands with like fluoride and all of the stuff and I was sitting in a juice bar and this guy who just like looked so much like a jock walked in he was talking to someone about it and I was like oh can I join in this conversation and he ended up coming to my house later and he did this bizarre ritual and i can't even remember what he was doing but he called in the archangel michael and at the time i was kind of a bit skeptical about all of the stuff i was like well i don't really know and you know this guy looks like he just plays football and it was the weirdest it wasn't very pleasant because i i didn't feel like i was ready for it but he like called in the archangel michael and i felt it just like shoot through my body and i think since then it scared me off of even looking into th- this kind of thing and, like, using them in, like, spell work because it was so strong. But you sound like you know a lot about these things. I've
1: never called in angels as such. Uh-huh. Um, I believe that we've got guides and they're always there and they can be in animal form as well. But, yeah, I mean, did it feel... You just felt a presence yeah, it
0: was like a column of energy, like lightning. Wow. I mean, not as far as lightning, that would be awful. But it just, it shook me up. Because also, I, if I had believed in it, went before it was happening, it would have been less scary. I would have been ready and prepared. I would have been like, something's going to happen. I'm ready to receive that. But I wasn't. I at the time, I was like, you know i'm very spiritual but i'm also very skeptical of lots of things right healthy skepticism Mm -hmm. um and i don't mind being proved wrong but i was definitely at a point where i was sort of judging this guy a bit and i was like well you know maybe he'll do this thing and maybe there'll be like a background vibe or whatever i was not expecting wow it to happen in the way it did
1: yeah i think people are some people are really connected to things
0: yeah and I think that by avoiding those things I'm probably like missing out on a lot of stuff but I also feel like there's comfort in you know if I if I cast a spell like I have control over that yeah if I'm I'm reading tarot like I I wouldn't say I have control over tarot at all but I know there's an ending and I'm I'm used to it and there's a comfort in that and I know what to do if something feels bad. There's definitely sides of magic and witchcraft that I won't go near. <laughs> <laughs> but it's been helpful for you in general. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah. Do you feel that it makes you comfortable with who you are? And Yes, definitely. I mean, I'm probably too comfortable with who I am at this point, but when I was... A child I was very I had no self-esteem I was very shy I was very nervous Oopsie. and yeah and it gave me comfort and it felt nice like I would walk around and like I you know I I was badly bullied in school but like in the back of my head I was like yeah but I'm a fucking witch <laughs> and it was just like it was simple as that that's just a psychological thing but it was like I had something that I believed in that I felt loved me back yeah like I feel like with witchcraft and energy work and all of the stuff you're you're working with something else whether it's like an entity or just an energy but it gives back to you and I think there's a relationship there that you can have even if you don't have good relationships with other humans in your life so it's like having a friend that is always there yeah it is um and I think that's really lovely so that definitely helped me a lot when I was my little greasy teen
1: yeah (laughs) for sure yeah I really identify with that as well the the last question we'll ask you then is what is your advice to any
0: baby witches listening I would say my main advice is don't do a fucking hex you see on TikTok. <laughs> That's so wrong. <laughs> but I think that um, you know, explore things definitely like read up on stuff. It's it's funny because I'm of the mind that like magic can be anything. You can make magic from anything and you can do it in any way, and it's mostly intention, but I also believe that there are certain things that do have to be done in the way they were created to be done like I wouldn't go in and like mix up necessarily like someone else's spell and like add some opposite energy like make it a bad spell I think that's a really bad idea but I think if you wanted to make your own new spell like that's all really great there's a lot of exploring to do have faith in it and like really is about the intention if you don't if you know if a spell requires like rosemary and you don't have like an appropriate thing to replace it with just take I don't know like a bit of packing tape and channel the intent of what the rosemary was for onto the packing tape and it will work just as well I really connected with
1: Beth as they have always identified as a witch or in other words, with an ability to make good shit happen. Songs really are spells for Beth in putting their identity out there and they use what I'd consider well-being tools such as tarot, setting your intentions in nature, viewing your health in a holistic way, manifesting what you desire and being careful with your energy whilst remaining highly compassionate. Do these with a good intention believe and you cannot go wrong. I also felt like the weird kid and shout out to the local libraries where we got our first books about magic. Beth's openness about Tourette's and anxiety and the normalisation of therapy made me feel like it was really safe to be vulnerable in Beth's presence. More of this please world. It's safe to be you, to evolve and to write your own story of what is authentic to you. I'm so excited for what is coming next for Beth. This week, the moon is building in power and has moved into one of my favourite signs, Taurus. Sign of loyalty, security and protective influences in your life. You will feel more grounded now and this is a good time to start taking practical steps towards the goals that you did set at the new moon. Remember there's action in the law of attraction, so get organised, get a journal and write out what is it that you need to do in order to get closer to what you want. What is stopping you? Working through any blockages will only enhance your power, so don't be afraid to go there. Hey, do you love the Songs or Spells podcast presented by me, Carolyn King? Hearing about how rock stars use magic in their lives... Do you want to level up your life using the easy spiritual tips discussed with our amazing guests like Aurora, Idols and OG Sex Pistol Glenn Matlock? Well, now is the time. I personally have manifested many things like relationships, tuition fees, and even specific podcast guests. And now, so can you. Think of me as a personal guide for your spiritual glow up. I'm here to explain powerful techniques such as the law of attraction, gratitude, manifesting and affirmations, coach you through each practical step, keep it entertaining and bring you into a fun community where you can expand your network. And we all know it's who you know. So what are you waiting for? As Billie Eilish, Bruno Mars, Jay-Z and Ariana Grande know. Yep, they all practice this. A weekly bit of witchery does not take long. Imagine how much power you would have if you kept this up. So get ready to level up, I've got your back. Once you subscribe, you have full access to the entire back catalogue of exclusive weekly Patreon episodes and a weekly group connect call where we will share tips on how to apply this to our everyday lives. We officially launch on the 1st of February 2022, just in time for the new moon. So join me today on our Patreon community page. You can access it via the link in the show notes or our Instagram bio at the songs Are spells podcast. I can't wait to meet you. Next week, we're joined by Grammy-winning artist and songwriter Jess Chalker. In the meantime, check out the Patreon community and start your own witchy journey. Connect with me on social media. You can find me on Instagram at Podcast and on TikTok at Spells. Who would you like to hear on the podcast? Let us know. The Songs or Spells podcast has been co-produced and presented by me, Carolyn King. Co-produced and edited by Helena Ruthai, with music by The Van Tees.